is still expected to improve as the year wears on, higher feed costs and ready fed cattle supplies continue to weigh on markets currently. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point for May 4th, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Negotiated cash fed cattle prices disappointed again last week, especially when considered against extraordinarily high wholesale beef values. Live prices were steady to $2 lower in the Southern Plains at $118 to $119 a hundredweight, $1 to $2 lower in Nebraska at $119 to $120. $2 lower in Colorado at $119 and $2 to $3 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $119. Dress trade was $1 to $2 lower in Nebraska and the Western Corn Belt at $190 to $191. The average five area direct fed steer price was $118.89 a hundredweight on a live basis, which was $2.47 less than the previous week. The average steer price in the beef was $1.67 less at $190.44. Chalk up much of the stagnant price environment to plenty of fed cattle supply relative to available packing capacity. In part, the ample supply has to do with residual impacts from the pandemic and February's winter storm, says Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Economist at Oklahoma State University, in his weekly market comments. In both cases, cattle got backed up and cattle feeders continue trying to regain currentness. Week to week on Monday, live cattle futures closed an average of 54 cents lower across a range of 17 to 97 cents lower, except for an average of 29 cents higher in two contracts. As for those wholesale prices, choice boxed beef cutout value was $14.10 higher week to week on Monday afternoon at $299.30 a hundred weight. Select was $9.44 higher at $283.79. In his weekly market comments, Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, points out that choice box beef prices increased nearly 29% in a month and a half, with data suggesting the increase is demand-driven as the economy continues to reopen, consumers return to restaurants, and food service expands. As well, he says there's a surge in demand from retailers gearing up for the looming Memorial Day weekend. Peel says cattle market conditions are still expected to improve year over year in the second half of the year. However, he says current challenges are somewhat more severe and taking longer to clear than earlier expected. He adds that current market conditions are very dynamic and the next few weeks may determine the tone of markets for the remainder of the year. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue and the variety of information at CAFnews.net. Everything from a cattle facts market outlook to beef demand strength through the pandemic to a look at fetal programming. 
calf and feeder cattle prices continue to struggle. They were one to five dollars a hundredweight lower last week, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Week to week on Monday, feeder cattle futures closed an average of two dollars and fifty-four cents lower, from thirty-five cents to four dollars and twenty-two cents lower, except for a dime higher toward the back. The CME feeder cattle index was $2.87 lower week-to-week on Friday at $132.63. Anemic fed cattle markets provide no support, but Griffiths says escalating feed costs continue to be the primary headwind for calves and feeders. Week-to-week on Monday, the two remaining old crop corn futures contracts closed an average of $0.36.9 higher. According to Aaron Smith, crop marketing specialist at the University of Tennessee, the dramatic increase in corn, wheat, and soybean prices are due to reduced and limited ending stocks, drought concerns both domestically and in South America, strong export sales, and domestic demand. In weekly market comments, Smith adds that the dramatic price increases will likely bring additional volatility over the next couple of months as markets attempt to decipher potential drought impacts and strength of demand. Speaking of which, for the week ending April 27th, 68.27% of the continental U.S. was abnormally dry or at some stage of drought, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. That's compared to 28.7% at the same time last year. For another perspective, only 22% of the nation's pasture and range conditions were rated as good or excellent in USDA's crop progress report for the week ending May 2nd. That was compared to 49% at the same time last year. On the other end of the scale, 47% was rated as poor or very poor compared to 16% a year earlier. Moreover, Peel notes the drought severity and coverage index is at 180 for the U.S. That's the highest ever for April or May. He points out hay prices are increasing too. The national average price for other hay in March was $142 a ton, compared to $134 a year earlier. March average prices for alfalfa were $181 a ton compared to $172 the previous year. Between drought, escalating feed costs, and lousy margins, various data suggest producers are beginning to liquidate some breeding females. For instance, according to Peel, March monthly beef cow slaughter was up 10.2% year over year. As well, the latest monthly cattle on feed report shows 6.5% more heifers were on feed than the same time last year. Another bit of news to keep an eye on as it relates to feed costs and competing meats has to do with African swine fever in China. Government reports from that nation continue to suggest the country is rebuilding its swine herd fast and furiously. However, folks outside the country say China is struggling with a resurgence of African swine fever. According to USDA analysts with the Foreign Agricultural Service and the Global Agricultural Information Network, the resurgence began last year and continued through the first quarter this year with outbreaks reported in various provinces. During this period of time, they say the mortality rate and or culling of breeding sows due to African swine fever infections ranged from 20% to as high as 50% depending on the area. Analysts explain Chinese veterinary institutes identified new strains of the disease that are less virulent and less lethal 
enabling the viral disease to spread to a larger portion of the herd before being detected. Even if the current outbreak is controlled, analysts say swine numbers are unlikely to rebound until at least the middle of this year. And that's your May 4th CAF News Price Point with Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.